What is up, Active Dads? My name is Mark Savon. Welcome to Act Dad, the Awesome Dad Show. In this podcast, our goal is to empower, support, and celebrate every dad worldwide. In this episode, we are going to go down and dirty with Alec Lace, who has performed hundreds of interviews with really, really awesome guests, some really hard hitters. You're going to really love this episode. If you get any value out of this, I would please ask that you go ahead and subscribe and leave a review to the podcast. It helps us grow. It helps us reach more dads with the message of awesomeness. And I also want to personally invite you to join Act Dad, the Awesome Dad group over on Facebook. It's a fantastic group full of awesome dads just like you. Man, make sure you are part of a community because if you are not part of the right community, you're bound to fail. With all that said, let's get right into the show. What is up, awesome dads? Welcome to the Act Dad podcast. With me today, I have an awesome guest. I am really excited for this interview. He runs one of the best podcasts for fathers on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever your podcast can be found. He, he has interviewed some amazing guests on his podcast, everyone from Tony Hawk to Grant Cardone to Hall of Famers Deion Sanders, Kurt Warner. He has a special every Friday for Frogmen where he's interviewing Navy SEALs and getting deep into their psyche. So I am so proud to bring you Father of Four today, Mr. Alec Lace. What is up? What's doing, Mark? Thank you so much for having me on here. This is an honor. Oh, man, I'm so excited to have you on, brother. I've been waiting for this. I was, I'm bummed that we didn't get to do this last week because my voice just shot out from under me, man. Yeah, yeah. Some of the, some of the job defects there. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's hard to hard to run a podcast or a video program when you got no voice. So I appreciate your patience. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I understand. Yeah, so Alec, thank you so much for taking time to be here with me today. I've listened to several of your episodes, and it's some really compelling stuff. You interview some great, awesome people. Before I get before we get into the beat potatoes of that, I just want to dive a little bit deeper into into your story. Right, you're a father of four, husband, married, uh, living in New Jersey. So. What what do you love best about? Well, let me start here. How did you become a father? How did that start? Well, I was waiting for my refrigerator to get delivered out in front of my apartment building in Bayonne, New Jersey. There, and uh, this woman had come across, uh, around the corner and stopped right in front of the stoop, and she was finishing her cigarette. I was having mine, and we just started talking. And we're married 14 years now, so that's really pretty much how we met. Uh, just started from that one conversation. I asked her, there was an uh, auto repair shop across the street. I thought maybe she was waiting for her tires to get fixed or whatever. So we just started shooting the breeze about uh, that. That was in September. That December, we got engaged. That February, we got married out in Las Vegas, just the two of us. And uh, we've been married now 14 years, four kids. Awesome. Amazing, man. It's it's funny how things just bring us together. I met my wife at work. I was going in for an interview at Target. She was working at guest service. And... Five years later, we're married. We've been together, begin together about 12 years, been married five. So we've got a three-year-old daughter and I got a son coming up to a maternity ward near you in just about a week. So That's exciting. Awesome, yeah, yeah, congratulations. Such a blessing, such a blessing. So your kid's a little bit older, right? You've got a nice mix up to, how old is your oldest? Yeah, we just entered the fray here. We got a teenager in the house now. He just turned 13 over the last weekend. So uh, 13, 11, 8, and 4. Uh, the girl came on the fourth try. If we didn't get her on four, we'd have five by now there you go brother there you go <laughs> you know man there's something special about a baby girl man they're just something special does she really attach to you like how is your relationship with her 
Yeah, it's wonderful. It's a, it's a totally different experience. And uh, I definitely, um, I would say, like, I, I discipline her a little bit differently than I do my boys. It's a totally different experience. And I love every minute of it, you know. So um, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to be her father. Yeah, no doubt. Discipline is one of the most challenging things for fathers because, man, I there's nothing I hate more than having to penalize or discipline my daughter. But I think it's important at the same time that kids have some sort of structure and understand that there's positive, negative consequences for every decision we make in life. So tough, yeah, it's, tough it, road. It's trying not to lead with my emotions is really the difficult part of all that. So I'm, I'm still learning, trying to get better at it every day here. So it's, it's a work. I'm a work in progress for sure. No kidding, man. No kidding. So do you, out of curiosity, when you started this podcast, and we'll get in, I want to get into a little bit about that. Did you find that getting into this podcast and interviewing dads, has that helped you as a father, help you grow as a father, just being involved in the podcast like that? Tremendously, tremendously. Uh, more than I would have expected, just because like some of the guys that you have mentioned, they're, they're very high uh, quality, high caliber dads, they're just great men overall, just I've always had like a fascination with the Navy SEALs. So that's why I've been so blessed to have so many of them on the show, just because of their mindset, uh, not even just fatherhood, but just about life in general. I, I've picked up so much, not just from our on-air interviews, but just having relationships with these guys off the air and being able to communicate with them. And uh, it, I'm just blown away by, you know, the way that their philosophy is. It's really um, inspiring. So I, th I think it's a benefit to our whole society that we have access to these guys now, that we can follow them on social media, that we can read their books. And, and I think it's just a great benefit to all of us. Absolutely. I, I, that's one of the things I love the most about the internet is it's kind of cut out the middleman, right? You don't have to choose from 13 different channels on television. You have access to amazing people all over the world. So you can kind of write your own story and, and listen to the stories that, that you prefer. And so that's one of the things I really love about what you're doing. Quite frankly, there's a lot of dad podcasts out there let me rephrase that. There's not very many pod dad podcasts out there, and most of them are just not very good, quite frankly. And so I, I really appreciate that you've taken the effort to go out and, and find some of these really high-performing fathers and businessmen and athletes and, and military personnel. That's really cool. So I wouldn't before we get into the depth, because I definitely want to know about these guys some more, what made you decide to get into podcasts in the first place, right? Because you've been doing it only about a year now. Yeah, I just passed a year, yep. Yeah. And, you know, it, it all started, Mark, uh, about a year ago. Uh, you know, my kids, it, it culminated because my daughter was watching YouTube. And one of these things where, uh, you know, kids open packages and uh, it made no sense to me. I was like, you know, why don't we try to make one of these instead of watching it? And my older two boys, they wanted to try to start a YouTube channel. So I was trying to explain to them, like, listen, you can't just turn the phone on, fool around and then think you're going to post it. And that's the end of it. You got to put some work into it, a little bit of effort. So I was trying to look into ways to start one up with them. And that's when I found out and discovered what podcasting was. I had no idea what it was. And I saw it was audio only. So I said, you know what, this because I did a few with my daughter, like trying to have her open path. And the lighting was a pain, in, 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 you know, to, to deal with. And I was like, just doing the audio, it seems a little bit simpler. I didn't know really yet. But um, I, I said, you know what, let me try doing this podcast. I took out uh, a couple of books from the library. I, I read it real, you know, real quick. And everything was pointing to narrow it down to something that you're very familiar with, uh, you know, get into that little niche group that you're confident about speaking on. And so I said, all right, fatherhood's a no brainer for me. I'll start there. And um, I, I just hit the button and started recording. I put the first couple episodes out there and, you know, within about a week or so, I started getting hit up from dads, you know, saying that they like the message. And basically, I drive Uber on the weekends. And I, I, if you hear me, I speak about this on the podcast quite often. 
and the, the narrative that the young guys have right now about fatherhood and about family life is this negative undertone that it's the end of the world if they get married, that's it. And I, they get a lot of that through our pop culture because whenever we watch TV or in the movies, you know, we see a single guy, he's always living it up. You know, he's sleeping around, he's banging all kinds of women, he's, he's, he's enjoying his life. But when we see a family guy, family guy's always got his head down, life's kicking him in the ass, and uh, he's never getting any action, and, and he's always throwing in the towel. And that's, that's the, that couldn't be farther from the truth. And in order to, to, to say that myself, my, my word doesn't really carry much. But when you have guys on that have been Super Bowl MVPs, guys that have been SEAL Team 6 operators, guys that have made half a billion dollars in their life, and when they come on and they say, you know what, despite all these accomplishments that I've had, it has been through the experience of fatherhood that has given me the most fulfillment and the most joy in my entire life. And that's a big testimony to what fatherhood is really all about. I couldn't agree more, Alec. That's quite frankly, what you just described, the, the way that culture and society looks at fatherhood in general is the exact reason I started Act a Dad and the Awesome Dad movement. Because for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I've thought about this a lot. Dads have just been marginalized to being just boring, doofuses, drunks, abusive, uninteresting. Like, how did that happen? I, I think about it because you look at all the sitcoms. Like, I think really I, I bring it back all the way to The Simpsons when The Simpsons came out. And I don't have anything against The Simpsons. I thought it was a funny show. But the character of Homer was so successful that I believe that other people started copying it. and all of a sudden that became the gold standard in dads is, is the Homer Simpson character. And what, what I think is important that you hit on is that there are so many fathers out there that are passionate about being awesome. There are so many great fathers doing amazing things and we need to highlight them. We don't need to highlight the Homer Simpsons. Let's highlight the awesome dads. So that's what I really respect about what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. And I had um, former Lieutenant Colonel uh, Alan West on the show, and he pointed out, too, which I thought was pretty good, was we went from, like, the, the Mr. Brady from the Brady Bunch to that uh, Al Bundy-type character from Married with Children. Mm. Married with Children, great, funny show, but it started that turn of where we're looking at fathers as that lazy guy who doesn't get involved in any aspect of the parenting. And, it, and, it's, and you're right, we got to highlight the dads and what they're doing because we're not babysitters. We're just as equally important to a child's life as the mother. Now, we don't have the same roles, obviously, but when you look at the stats of children that are, and we have a fatherless problem in our country right now, there's no doubt about it. And when you look at the statistics on this, the children that are growing up without fathers in the home, the rates on everything across the board skyrocket. Your drug use, suicide, uh, teenage incarceration, teenage pregnancy, all the all, all the categories, they're skyrocketing the numbers. And, and it's just a testimony to that fact that you need to have a father or a father figure in the life of a child. It's just as important. I could not agree more, man. I could not agree more. And I know just as well as you do that there are millions of dads out there that feel that and know that and understand that. So it's, it's why I really appreciate podcasts like First Class Fatherhood being out there to help dads know that you're not alone. You don't have to feel like you you're suffering in silence. You you are a member of of the fatherhood clan, the fatherhood club. You're you're awesome. Yeah, and one of the things about that too, Mark, is guys, it's a little bit different because most guys aren't gonna open up and talk about how they feel as a father and stuff like this and deal with stuff, but they will listen to these conversations. And I get hit up by hundreds of these dads that are like, Man, I feel exactly like you do, you know, and, and it's it's overwhelming how many I mean I, there's Dads that are hitting me up from Australia, from England, and, and they agree with the message. And, and they're not someone that would ever call into a show or come on a show and say how they feel. 
but they'll sit there and listen to a conversation, especially when you have, you know, some of these heavy hitters on that carry a big weight with them. Yeah, it's, it was amazing to me when I became a father and I started looking for fatherhood resources, dad resources, it was, everything was geared towards women and towards moms. There was very little out there that was inspired you to be a better father because like you said earlier, there's, there are different roles, right? I mean, your gender doesn't, I don't think that your gender has a direct correlation with your ability to be a good parent or your, or your importance in your child's life. So I have a ton of respect for what you're doing, and it's it's just a really good program, man. Really love it. Really like yeah, it. Appreciate that, Mark. So one of the things I noted in your podcast was you had first started out doing a lot of solo stuff, or a lot of solo stuff, and then you ended up segueing into interviewing some of these amazing people. How were you able to make that jump into interviewing big time people like your Deion Sanders and your uh, Kurt Warner type type characters? How did you make that jump? Yeah, well, uh, it, the biggest, the, the first guy that came on that had a big name was Dean Kane. When, when he came on, that was on episode 47. Now, I had a couple of other guests leading up, but what I did was I just leveled up from each guest that I had. The first guy I had on was Eric Snow. Uh, he's the founder of what's called the Watchdogs, uh, um, fathers of great students uh, down in like Alabama or somewhere down, down south. And uh, he came on. So I, I kind of used that interview and that experience to go to the next guest, the next level up. And I just started building that way. And my mindset, which is just from everything, like I said, I read a ton of Navy SEAL books. I'm big into philosophy. I'm big into believing in what you're, what you're doing here. I'm a very faith-based person. And I believe that whatsoever you ask for in prayer, if you believe you have received it, it will be yours. So I never doubted for a minute that dads would want to come on my show and, agree and share this message. I never doubted it. Because if I did, it would never happen. So I, I believed in what I was saying. And before I knew it, you know, I had guys like Dean Kane on that led me, you know, he tweeted it on his thing when he came on. He had a great, uh, we had a great conversation, a great rapport with one another. He really liked being on the show and he put it on his Twitter and Instagram. And then it started to skyrocket a little bit up in the ratings. And then I forget who was the next big name, but sooner after that, I had uh, a few of these Navy SEALs on for like Memorial Day week. I think I had Jason Redman and um, uh, Kevin Lace. And, and, and then I had Rob O'Neill come on, the guy that killed bin Laden. So that was another one that really spiked it up in the ratings uh, when he tweeted it out and when he put it on his Instagram. So each guest, they bring their own uh, audience with them when they come on the show. And especially if they're putting it out there on social media, it just grows and grows. And then when you try to approach another guest and you could say, hey, look, I've had Dean Kane on the show. I've had uh, Deion Sanders or Kurt Warner or Morton Anderson. Then they're saying, oh, OK, well, I I'll come on. It gives them more of an enticement to want to be on the show. So that has, of course, helped me out a great deal. Sure. Networking, community, these are things that I think can be easily overlooked as fathers being part of a community and as part of the, the podcast community. I think that, that knowing people and getting involved is is really important. And I also think that when you're speaking your truth, like when you're speaking your mind and it's coming from a good place, from a truthful place, people have a lot of respect for that, especially in the age of social media where most everything is is photoshopped and fake, right? So when, when you hear dad speaking the truth, when you're with someone that's real, I think that resonates with your guests, right? Yeah, and, and you know what, you know what, too, Mark? I never had a social media account until I started the podcast last year. So I didn't, I wasn't into all that, uh, you know, Finstagrams and fake accounts and all this stuff. Making it, I just, you know, spoke from my heart and I just talked about a message that I really believed in that I spoke about every weekend as I'm driving the car around, you know? So uh, I really just delivered the message that I believed in. And another thing too, about getting the guests, once you start getting these fractions or these ratios of people coming on, like I would reach out to like, say for every 10 guests that I reach out on, I'll get one that'll come on the show. So I know that I gotta get 
either nine rejections or nine people that aren't going to respond to me. So when I do get those rejection letters in, I get excited because I know I'm that much closer to getting another guest. And it's just the way that I look at it. And I think that if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will start to change. And, that, and that's what's happened to me as far as my confidence with getting the guests on the show. I think that's a really powerful point of view to, to take on. I mean, look, I think that's a powerful point of view, not just for what you're doing in the podcast realm, but also as a father, right? Because for every nine mistakes that you make, you get that one right and you're like, yes, yeah, my son did what about. I asked him. <laughs> yeah, and you got to celebrate your victories when they come, you know, because they're, they're, sometimes they're few and far between. So when you get them, you got to remember to, you know, to, to be happy when they come in. 100%. Do your kids, do your kids, speaking of your kids, do they listen to your podcast also? Do they do they get into it? Do they enjoy the the show? Um, I've had them on the show, uh, all but my middle guy. He's he's destroying me because of that. But I'm going to bring him on for his birthday. Um, but uh, no, they they listen like when I'm taking them to school. If I want to double check the monologue to make sure that it sounds good in the morning, like they'll listen in or, or but not too much. I mean, it's really basically geared towards dad. Sometimes if I have something that's specially geared towards one of the things, like I just recently took my daughter to see Frozen on Broadway for a little daddy-daughter date. And I actually interviewed one of the guys that plays in the show, Robert Creighton, on the podcast. So he was able to bring us backstage, on the stage. It was a wonderful time, as it turned out to be. But things like that, I'll let them listen in on the show when I recap things that I do with the kids, you know. But as far as, like, on a day-to-day -day basis, not, not, not necessarily. Wow. Now that's, that's first class fatherhood right there. Getting, bringing your daughter to see Anna and Elsa backstage props to you, man. That's what's up. Yeah, it was awesome. And I'll tell you what was funny what, what, uh, about that. When I was at the show and during the intermission, we went to the, use the restrooms. And while we were online, my daughter wore a nice uh, Elsa dress that lights up and plays music and all that. So we were waiting online and this woman goes, um, Hey, I love your daughter's dress. Where did you get it? Oh, wait, I, I should be asking her mother. And then she laughed. And I was saying, well, no, you know, dads buy clothes for their children, too. I got this at Target, you know. So um, it was one of those moments where they have this stereotype in their mind of what, whether she had a bad experience with her father or her husband is lazy or whatever it may be. They target all fathers in that way. And that's not the truth. I bought the dress for her. And I was like, you know, that, that's part of what I'm talking about on the show here, you know. So I also slipped yeah. in one of my cards and said, hey, take a listen to the podcast. You always got to be selling. That's right. That's right. <laughs> just, the more people to know, man. Wow, that's really powerful. There, there are definitely a lot of stereotypes out there. It's definitely something that it, it impacts a lot of fathers in a negative way because you, I don't know. It's, it's just like you're always putting out this effort and not get that respect back from people. It can be disheartening. But I think the reality is, like you said, is you just celebrate the victories. You celebrate the good times, man. It's all about just celebrating. I have a, a pretty decently sized dad group on Facebook, right? We've got, we just hit 500 mark today and every hundred members, we do a big dance party and it's not nothing serious. Like I'm, it's a little goofy, but you just got to celebrate. You got to enjoy life, man. What are you, you doing only... that Fortnite dance, Mark, or what? No, I can't do the Fortnite dance. I just do some bad, like 90s break dancing moves. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter's in ballet class, class so I just, I just kind of let her lead, right? <laughs> Although as a three-year-old, she's not exactly throwing intense moves, but it is all good. So another really cool thing that I saw on your show was, or listened to on your show was you got a chance to go backstage at the Super Bowl, right? Or you got to go to the press day at the Super Bowl. What was that like, man? Yeah, that was crazy. I had filed uh, or filled out my application for a media pass uh, after it closed. The, the registration had already closed for it too, but I wrote a nice letter and all that stuff. But anyway, um, the media day was on Monday, and I had never told my wife about this. And Sunday night at 1 o'clock in the morning, which was Monday morning, 1 a.m., I get an email from the Super Bowl committee saying, 
your media pass has been approved. You can come pick it up at the Atlanta uh, Georgia Dome or, or convention center, wherever it was. And so I was like, wow. I, I, so I woke my wife up at like 1.30. She had to go to work in the morning. The kids got school the next day and, and, and sports and everything else. And I said, listen, uh, I, I think I got to hop on a flight and go down to Atlanta. She's like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, and I'm like, well, I filled out this thing for the Super Bowl for media day and they just approved me. So I had to scramble around that day and get a flight because I wasn't going to miss the opportunity no matter what. So um, I hopped on a flight and went down there and I was there for media day. I got a chance to interview Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, uh, Julian Edelman and some of the Rams players. And it, what a wonderful experience. It was a great learning experience for me, too, because I was definitely an amateur amongst professionals at that event. So I definitely um, I learned a lot from being there. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, part of this whole process of learning new things is that you got to get uncomfortable. You got to make mistakes in order to to get better. Right. And and that's what's kind of cool about it. I got a lot of respect that you were able to actually make that happen. I don't think a lot of people would even thought to apply for a Super Bowl pass. That's really, really cool. Did you get to actually watch the game? No, you know what? Because the, the media day was on Monday. Now, I, I could have extended my stay, and some of the guys that I met up with said, hey, we can get you in with our group to come. But I wasn't going to leave my wife here hanging for another six days alone with work, with the kids, with, uh, you know, so. And I'm not really any more that big into football, to be honest with you. So I was like, you know what? Uh, it's not really that big a deal. The main point of me doing this was for the podcast, for this day, and it's the only day I'm going to have a chance to speak to the players. And that's that was my main focus. So. Um, I, I took a flight out of there a little bit after uh, midnight Monday night, which was Tuesday morning. So it was a, a quick hop. I, I went down, banged it out, and came back. You know, that was it. Solid. I mean, not to mention, you're from New Jersey, so you're probably not exactly a New England Patriots fan, right? You're all yeah, no, no. <laughs> but it, it was, I'll tell you what, it was very uh, awesome to get a chance to meet Tom Brady and speak to him, ask him some questions about fatherhood and, uh, and, and, and some of the other guys, too. I mean, they were really all very friendly. It's media day. Everybody's in a good mood. So uh, it, it was definitely an experience that um, I'll remember forever. And it was definitely a, a learning one for sure. Absolutely. So if someone is, is just tuning in to First Class Fatherhood for the first time, what would be the episode that you would recommend they listen to first? What to, to you is the, the episode that you got the most out of? Man, there's been so many good ones. And, and a lot of times what will happen is like I'll have like high caliber guests on the show and I'm like all geared up for it. And it'll be the ones where it's like a guy that I was thinking, ah, this is just another interview to bang out. And it'll really knock me off my feet. Uh, for, one of those was uh, Jeff Uch. And this is a guy that is a, uh, uh, you know, he's been swimming his whole life. And he's the guy that's been teaching the Navy SEALs how to swim for over 20 years. He's the guy that they go to to learn all these uh, strokes and all these other stuff. And his, his interview really just blew me away. His mindset, the way he brought his kids up. One of the rules in his house was, I believe he had four children. I'm not sure. But uh, one of the rules that he had was you had to learn a language and you had to play a, an instrument. And I thought that was pretty good. And you had to play a sport. So he kind of uh, made all the, it was up to them to pick which ones to do, but they all had to pick one. And I thought that was a pretty good philosophy and just very well spoken about fatherhood. He's a seasoned father. He's been around a ton of these Navy SEALs for his whole life. Uh, just a wonderful philosophy. So I, I would check that one out. Jeff Uch. I forget which number it was. I think it was like 92 or 93, somewhere along there. But another one, too, is the entrepreneurs, Ed Milet was very, very good. Uh, he gave out some wonderful tips for dads uh, as far as uh, using the technology with their kids. Uh, you know, he had some really good points to make on there. All, all, mostly all the entrepreneurs. Uh, David Meltzer was another one that was really good, uh, very well spoken. Uh, Brad Meltzer, the author, he was good. I mean, there's so it's hard to pick from and lock it in. I mean, uh, Ryan Mickler was really good. Sean Whalen was very good. I mean, uh, all these guys, they all 
have their own little finesse of discipline, their own little style of, uh, of communicating with their children and how it's changed their perspective on life. So you can really just throw a dart at the archives and, and hit an episode. You're going to pick up a little bit of something from it. That's awesome, dude. That I mean, it's so cool how many people you've spoken to and how many people you're going to speak to. So I'm really excited to see what are here, what is coming next. So I guess the question I need to ask you and the number one question that I get from dads that I'm reaching out to and speaking with is, how do you have time to balance all this? Because you're a father, you've got like being a father in and of itself is a full time job, right? So how do you balance it? How do you balance all these interviews, the social media, side jobs, the Uber with being a father? How do you how do you balance it all? Yeah. And you know what? Uh, Kurt Warner spoke really well on this because I asked I, I asked these guys that, like, how do they balance it being a high level athlete like this while being a father? Kurt Warner said. You know, you can't give equal time to everybody. You can't give your wife an hour, the kid an hour, the job an hour. Everybody can't get equal amount of time. But the amount of time that you do get to spend, you got to be 100% focused and, and there where you are. And I think a lot of us are so pulled back by either the past or we're so busy looking forward into the future that we're not paying attention to the present moment that we're in. And especially a lot of times we'll be at the job and our mind is on the podcast or it's at home. And when we're at home, our mind is at the job or it's somewhere else. And, and I think if you just eliminate that, uh, the, the illusion of time really starts to evaporate for you. Because if you just stay focused on what you're doing, if I'm driving Uber, I'm driving Uber. I'm not podcasting. I'm not parenting. I'm not husbanding. I'm not doing my regular job. I'm just driving Uber. And I focus just on that and each customer that comes into the car. And that's where my 100% focus is. And I think just by doing that, it creates the, like this illusion that you have more time and you can get more things done during the day. It's just really all about focus, you know? Being in the present. Yeah. Being in the present. 100%. And it's so hard nowadays, I think harder than any other time in history because you've got so many things bleeping and blipping at you all the time. Your phone is has been like thousands and thousands, millions of hours of psychological studies have gone into your phone to get your attention. So I, we're just going through a really unique time for fathers. That's something that I think about a lot is, is how to be more present, how to be more focused on what's actually in front of you. Uh, it's, it's, re it's really challenging. Yeah, it, it is. It's a challenge for all of us, Mark, we, we, especially with the technology. Like you said, we're all we, we, we're constantly looking at the phone. I, I use it to my advantage. I try to turn it all into a positive for myself. I use the phone, number one, for Uber. I use it for I do everything for my podcast. I only use my iPhone for everything. So it, it's brought me that uh, where now I'm making income with the podcast. So I try to use it as a tool in order to, to work for me instead of me working for the tool. I, I don't waste time really browsing on there or anything. If I'm not on there, uh, for a particular reason, either trying to hunt down a guest or trying to edit my podcast, then I, I try to avoid it because that's enough time in itself uh, to be on there. But uh, audio books is another thing that I love with the phone. Whenever I'm driving Uber, if I'm driving uh, driving a car for eight hours a night, I always got an audio book going in my ear. And I'm, I'm a ferocious reader. I, you know, I'd like to knock out at least a book a week. So a lot of times I'll read the book and then hit the audio on the weekend, you know. To me, that's a huge tip. Podcast, audiobook. It's it's more educational than just listening to music. You're actually you're multitasking in a way because you can still focus on your job, but you're you're also getting that that benefit of knowledge and education at the same time. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, Alec, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. This has been a really fun conversation. I feel like I could just go on for another hour with you, but I want to be respectful of your time as well. Before we close out, I just want to ask you. What tip would you have for a new father, someone who's just becoming a father? What would be the number one tip that you would give a new father? 
I would say don't listen to uh, what other dads or other men are trying to tell you about it when they say, I just had, I think, think who it was, uh, Sergeant Loman just on the show, too, that spoke about this. But uh, don't listen to the guys who are saying, oh, just wait until uh, you get the kid home from the hospital. Or then, oh, just wait until they start teething. Or, oh, yeah, just wait until they start this and that. Don't listen to that nonsense. The experiences are going to come, and they're going to be the greatest experiences of your life. They're going to go quickly. And now I'm on child number four, and it's already going very quick. So I'm trying to hold on to the moments as they come. And it has been the greatest experience of my life. It has changed my life around, all for the positive. And I, I have, you know, uh, I, I can't wait to have grandkids because I love having kids around. So for me, they've been a blessing in my life. They've made me want to be a better man, be a better husband. And just overall, it, it's just been... Um, you know, the greatest experience of my life. So just uh, get ready. It's going to be like Christmas morning for you when you first become a dad. So, uh, and I know that the late nights, everybody talks about, uh, you know, you're going to be up all night, sleep deprivation, all this stuff. If you change the way you look at it, what you're looking at will start to change too. So if you look at it as time to spend with the child, you put on one of your favorite movies, get a pot of coffee going and make the best of it. Try to make the best of each situation because um, there's some good in all of it. It's very easy to get caught up in the future and in the past. But, man, if you blink, you're going to miss the present. You got to stay. You got to stay in the moment, man. That's great, great advice, everyone. Got to listen to what Alec is saying here. Uh, Alec Lace, man, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. I think you brought a lot of knowledge. I love what you're doing with First Class Fatherhood. All those awesome dads that you're interviewing, just amazing. I really can't wait to hear what's coming up next. Can you can you give us a spo any spoilers? Anyone else you got in the in the pipeline here? Uh, nah, not really, because I'm still working. And listen, I do this on a week to week basis here too. So I got a couple of things lined up, but I, I don't announce them until I do the interview with them because I've made that mistake. Uh, I, I've done that before, where I've announced the guest and then uh, I, I've lost them. Uh, so just as far as uh, tomorrow, I'm putting out the one with Jalen Moore. He played in uh, Six on the History Channel, so he played a Navy SEAL. And then uh, Friday, I'll have another Navy SEAL on for Frogman Friday. It'll be Chris McKinley this week. Um, I got another Frogman lined up for next week. I don't really want to get into that yet. But, uh, yeah, I got, I got another full week, another five-banger coming at them next week. So uh, stay tuned. Follow me on Instagram, at Alec underscore Lace. That's where you'll find out all the guest announcements coming up. Love it. Love it, Alec. Thank you so much for your time. Everyone, definitely check out Alec Lace in First Class Fatherhood. Telling you there's some awesome content there. You're definitely appreciating. He's five, you're five days a week too, right, man? Yeah, I'm knocking him out, Mark. I'm five days five a week, yep. Awesome, man. Respect. That's a lot. That's a lot of work. And I definitely appreciate what you're doing for fathers, man, because just like just to bring it back full circle. Fathers are heroes. We are the heroes of households. We are not second rate parents. We are the heroes of the household, man. So what you're doing, I got a lot of respect for, man. Really love it. Thanks a lot, Mark. I appreciate that. It was an honor to be on your show here today. Yeah, my pleasure, man. We'll talk to you very soon and keep doing what you're doing. I'll be in touch, brother. You got it. Thank you. I hope you loved that interview as much as I did. Man, Alec just brings a lot of really thoughtful information to the table. And with all the conversations that he's had with high performing fathers, I just really appreciated him taking a few minutes out of his busy schedule to chat with us. I was also very impressed with the way that he manages his time. Uh, because he's just doing a lot of different things all the time and his ability to push on and create relationships with all these awesome fathers. Very, very impressive. So thank you so much again for listening in to today's episode. Make sure again that you subscribe and leave a review. And also, I want to offer you a personal invitation. Please check out the Act Dad group over on Facebook. It's a really great place to meet really, really great people, some great dads in that group. So I look forward to seeing you over there. And with all that being said, have an 
awesome day. Peace.